In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Thank y'all. 8 o'clock had Matthew. <laughs> so I was surprised by Luke at 10, 1030. Um, anyway, um, so I, I was thinking about, when I was thinking about this particular Sunday in our liturgical uh, year, um, it was been several years ago, and I baptized Henry. Henry was a wild child. Henry came, so his next oldest sibling was 13 years older than him. So he was a wonderful and blessed, unexpected addition to his family. He had three older brothers. So in order to find his little space in the world, Henry was fierce from the second he entered. And both of his parents worked full time and they had older kids. So it just happened that Henry was three when his parents came to me kind of sheepishly and said, we've got to baptize this child. And I said, great, how fun, you know, to have a toddler. So we get there, there are like five babies being baptized and Henry and they're all lined up. Henry's kind of watching what's going on at the font and he's not so sure about this water thing going on these babies' heads. So a time comes for him to be baptized, and we get to the font, and he is having nothing to do with it. His dad tries to hold him, no luck. His mom tries to hold him, no luck. At which point, he takes off down the aisle, screaming, no! I think his Sunday school teacher like scooped him up and tried to bring him back. So baptism for him was me like sort of like throwing water at him. And, and I think I chrismated like his right cheek, you know. He even stiff-armed me at one point. The story gets even a little bit better because after the service, his parents had a brunch at their home. And I go up the front door, knock on the door. Who answers the door? <laughs> He shuts the door. (laughs) He's like, I got enough of this woman. What I will say, fast forward, um, he became an Eagle Scout. And when he became an Eagle Scout, his mom had me write his Eagle Scout recommendation from the church. She said, from his auspicious beginnings, it was appropriate that you wrote. But, you know, Henry kind of had it sort of figured out, like if you really think about it. Because what happens at baptism is a pretty radical thing. You know, we're all dressed in white, and, we, and like him, he had his cute little smocked outfit on, his little white shoes, and we're talking about death and resurrection and dying to new life, knowing to our old lives and being born into our new lives. So what does this mean? In the Gospel of Matthew, we actually have more information about this moment. Like Luke, that's why I didn't want to read Luke. Luke only has like six words about Jesus' baptism. In Matthew, we have John the Baptist saying to Jesus, and it's kind of a way, kind of like Henry is kind of like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to baptize you. Baptism is for repentance of sins. You're, You're Jesus. This doesn't work. This doesn't compute. So if we hold that in our heads as we think about what it means and why does Jesus 
need to be baptized? Why does Jesus need to be baptized? For a lot of us, not all of us, for a lot of us, our baptisms happened a long time ago, maybe when we were infants. Maybe you were a three-year-old like, like Henry. But for most of us, we're living sort of in this post-baptismal time. So if we peer deeply into these waters, the waters of our baptism, what do we see? I think about what we, if we had had a baptism this morning, we would have read the Thanksgiving over water, which is one of my favorite prayers in the prayer book. Just listen to these words. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. I kind of had this image of this dove just flying through creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us. And through it, we are reborn through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share his resurrection. And through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. I love this image of how from the beginning of time, from throughout, just sort of like knit in like, we think about Ash Wednesday, remember that we are dust and to dust we shall return, that all of us are connected through this. So throughout all of these moments, all the way to We've been connected to one another. So why does Jesus do this? Because it is through this Holy Spirit that we then are bound to one another. We're bound to the same Spirit that breathed life into the bones in Ezekiel, the same life that we cannot contain or understand, but that we always feel. And why do, why do we? Because it's the very breath of life, the very breath that we take. And sure, we, we wander and we question and we have those times of desolate valley, but the Holy Spirit that's given to us at our baptisms is that path into a verdant life. So why did Jesus, why was Jesus baptized? To give us this, to connect us to the Holy Spirit. AJ kind of, in, in Sunday's day, and we did not talk ahead of time, but he talked a little bit about, he was reading the book from Rachel Held Al Evans and talking about our faith journeys. And I think as connected to the Holy Spirit, that, that faith in this way is not a goal. It's not, I'm going to get to this point at some time if I'm really good and get it all right and take all the right steps. It's not some standard to be reached. But God creates faith through promise. And in this moment, we are promised so very much. So what else? Why else was Jesus baptized on this day? It's about community. Jesus could have had a quiet little private baptism kind of somewhere down the river. But instead, it was right in the middle of all these hordes of people. In Matthew, there's a sense that that it's a very public pronouncement of who Jesus is. Other Gospels, you know, it's a little bit more kind of one-to-one, but in Matthew, it's this. It's to everyone. It's a public proclamation saying that not only do we belong to God, but we belong to one another. 
I think another beautiful thing about young Henry reminding us about community is that it's about our humanness. You know, we, we, we grow older and we, we, we develop a few more filters, maybe, on occasion. Henry was just all out there, right? And the congregation could have just kind of gone, ooh, wow, she's got her hands full or he's got his hands full. But instead, there was this uproarious laughter. People still tell the story of his baptism. It was legendary. <laughs> but you think about someone, and maybe you're that person this Sunday, this Sunday or, or certainly all of us at some point have walked through the doors of that church, and what we love is the realness of this experience. And when we can make it real for others, we become evangelists. The last thing I think that Jesus is teaching us in this moment of baptism is that so once we've received the Holy Spirit, we've been strengthened by that, we are bound in this community, we have the question for us then is what do we do with it? Jesus went out from this point and he healed and he taught and he ate with those with whom the, the world had cast out. He performed miracles. For us, we would need to remember that it is through the little moments that vast things can happen. We get to choose, and we have a call. So the Holy Spirit, community, and call. For me, that's what this experience of baptism means in this particular gospel today. So I'll leave you with these words. There is a voice calling over the tumult of our frenzied days, awaking us from our deepest dreams and whispering across the wind in the wilderness of life, you are my beloved and I am with you always. Amen.